On today's episode, we talk about the fact that in certain season, restriction is necessary. We're not talking about this from a place of physical body composition change. We are talking about this from a place of being controlled by certain foods or substances and actually dealing with addictions to certain things. Maybe you're somebody who says like, I just need the sweets. I just need the wine. You feel that you can't go without these things without having a little bit of a anxiety or you know temper tantrum. Uh, what we're talking about today is that if you want to sharpen your axe and you want to build the mental grit and you want to be in control and take back control of some of these, you know, things that you're letting control your life right now, these addictions that maybe we've created subconsciously, like these habits that we've built, then we need to go through a period of time to restrict these things. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. It's Friday, Dan. It's, it's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, what? <laughs> That's what we're going to start doing. Uh, we we're should just, like play the audio. Yeah. Or we could just start singing to everybody. <laughs> Only we we should do like our voice warm-ups. Remember like from show choir? La-da-da, oh my la-da-da. gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. You know what's the best? I love my mom so much. So my mom, my my husband always jokes, my such an asshole. He calls my mom thespian. So the thespian princess because my mom was like she was a music and drama teacher yeah she loves that stuff so whenever we have birthdays and you know everyone's like happy birthday yeah. to, my mom goes happy birthday to you and like <laughs> sings in this like afro voice <laughs> that's fantastic. i love her so much she's I, just that person i feel so awkward when you're singing these like acapella songs like happy birthday like so i don't know if you guys have seen um marcus has his own instagram it's called best baby on the block you guys within 10 minutes of art posting his birthday video he had like 1300 likes or something he's like going viral and i'm like (gasps) telling my husband you need to blow this up because he's so stinking cute we can make all these videos it can be the next youtube star i can retire at age 35 like how many freaking youtube videos my kid watches uh about like we've really tried to push carson away from youtube but Probably once a week, we'll let him watch something. And he watches kids watch people mow the lawn. All yeah. he wants to do is watch power tools and lawn mowers and leaf blowers. And there's these people that have YouTube channels about their kids mm-hmm. that just like subscribe here to my kid's channel. And I mean, these people probably make fucking way too much money. Well, okay, look at fucking Blippi. Like, Blippi is so annoying. I think Blippi is super annoying. I think the new Blippi is even worse than the old Blippi. And I'm like, dude, this guy is probably making millions he just has. off of these, like, silly videos. Now he's on, like, every other platform in terms of, you know, like, I turn on Netflix and then Disney and this and that and whatever. I saw on Amazon the other day. So I mentioned this uh, in one of the previous uh, podcasts. By the time this airs, we'll be past it and hopefully things are great, but we're potty training. Uh, and so last week I ordered a sticker chart and they have a fucking blippy sticker chart for potty training. I was of like, absolutely do. not. Of course they do. I don't know. Blippy, I looked up his net worth. I thought, it, I think it was like 13.2 million. What? Um, he wants to retire because they're pregnant. He's pregnant with his. He's pregnant? He's, oh, he's pregnant wow. with his wife. Oh, I mean, men apparently can have kids. Not though. true. <laughs> don't even get me started. Okay. So they are pregnant. I, I always felt that it was weird when I was like, oh, we're 
expecting or weird. Oh, he's like, see, I'm Nick not anything. Nick was always like, we're pregnant. When I was like, I'm pregnant. He's like, it's our pregnancy. And I'm like, you're <laughs> such an asshole. We're definitely, I told Nick that people wanted to have him and Art on the podcast as like an us, like having a full uh-huh. conversation. He was like, oh, for sure. I'll do it. Because Nick tech, oh Nick's kind of introverted. Dude, what we're going to do is we're going to give them shots we're before we do drunk. it. We're just going to drunk. Yeah. We, this is what we're going to do, guys. Because mm-hmm. so my husband is extremely introverted. Yes. Extremely introverted. But when you get him out of a shell, you give him a couple shots of tequila and get him out of a shell. Sometimes he just, or if he just gets very comfortable with the person, then it's like he never stops mm-hmm. talking, you know? Um, but I think him and Nick, what they need. So obviously you guys know Becca and our like besties and they've hung out what, like twice or something? Yeah, a couple times. But they're always chasing the boys. And so I'm always like, oh, mm-hmm. did you talk to Nick or whatever? And it's like, yeah, we had a full on, you know, he's being mm-hmm. so sarcastic. We had a full on life conversation. But I'm like, okay, so this is the plan at the end of 75 Hard. We'll get together. We'll do the podcast. We'll have some drinks. Mm-hmm have a night without the kids or something because obviously we're gonna have to record it here yeah and then they can be best buds yeah maybe we can get them to take us on a trip too so if you guys want to submit any questions <laughs> that you want to have during that podcast it can be a panel discussion i might have to be the like negotiator so that he doesn't just roast you the whole time no dude so quickly really funny story not funny at all it actually created a large fight um last year when i was pregnant i think in like april we went to go visit nick's sister and um they live in arkansas so one night nick and myself and his sister and justin her sister's husband we were out on the patio and they were drinking and i obviously wasn't i was super pregnant um and we were talking i don't know how it came up but we were talking about like what's one thing that i remember your your Mm -hmm. spouse like bothers you about your spouse Uh and Allie said something like super basic like i wish justin would clean up better after he cooks dinner Nick just starts like rattling off things. <laughs> like there's like, we were talking about one thing. Nick starts listing like multiple things and I'm just staring at him. Like, and are I'm you like, going to fucking shut up? I'm like, got anything else? Yeah. I'm not even really sure why you married me at this point. Like <laughs> it was just, it is, my, he, I love my husband. Yeah, he loves me so much. He loves you. Yeah. Um, he just he has a personality. Me. It's just, that's his personality. Uh-huh. Like, Tell him about the text he sent me the other day. You <laughs> about the stoplight. And he's so sarcastic. He goes, I can't imagine oh, how that would be. So you I talked, <laughs> I was on the way to daycare and I was already running late and I'm sitting at the stoplight that is normally like a 20 second stoplight. I was legit sitting there for almost five minutes and it wasn't changing. And I'm like getting really frustrated. And so I text Nick just to vent. And I was like, I don't know what is going on, but the stoplight at Bose road is like five minutes long. I'm, it's so annoying. And he texts me back. He goes, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine how that would make you feel. (laughs) Knowing my husband and the layer of the thick layer of sarcasm that was underlying that text message, I didn't answer. And then I got home and I didn't talk to him for a little bit because he was in, he was working up in his office and I was working in my office and he comes downstairs and I was like, you're such an asshole. Like you can't. And he goes, I sincerely felt bad for you. I was like, you can't even say that with a straight face. Like you literally cannot just simply respond I'm sorry, that sucks. You have to make it into this like heavy layer of sarcasm that you think is hilarious. Oh my gosh. I just remembered the time that I brought you all the medicine when you had COVID. And I was like, don't worry, help us on the way. Like I drove out, it was like six o'clock in the morning on Saturday. I'm like bringing all the goods. And Nick opens the door and he like says some sarcastic comment to me. And I was like, you could also just say thank you, you know. know. It's so it's silly. just it's his way but, of communication. Yeah. Him him and Art, I think it'll be super fun. Um so yeah, you submit your questions. Uh let us know. I think that would be a really fun episode. It probably won't happen until like 
later in August. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. We just need some questions to start yeah. preparing. Okay. So today we're taking this uh, into a little bit of a fiery topic. And I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. This is something that I'm sorry. This is going to sound harsh. But sometimes we need to get away from the you should just enjoy life mindset, right? You only have, life is short. Yeah, life is going to be short if you eat a bunch of crap and don't give your body what it needs and go through a constant series of yo-yo dieting and swinging your weight up and down, which is extremely unhealthy for you. And unfortunately, if you're unhappy, you obviously aren't quote unquote enjoying life when you're eating the third piece of cake or you're having the next glass of wine. You're probably trying to numb life with food or alcohol or whatever addictions you have created. And so we need to get away from this like hashtag balance because it's not balance. It's probably you justifying what you're doing in terms of what you're consuming or what you're not eating because you're afraid of eating more or whatever is going on. Because at the end of the day, it's probably leaving you stuck and unhappy. And so this whole like enjoy life movement I think needs to take a little bit of a dose down and understand that restriction is actually very necessary. And don't get me wrong. There are seasons. There are seasons of life where yes, you include some more things like a glass of wine or two on the weekend. You include the cookie or the ice cream with your kid when you ride your bikes to Dairy Queen one weekend in the summertime. Not every weekend. There needs to be some level of restriction because we're going to talk about why. But at the end of the day, there are seasons of life where those things are more plentiful. And then there are seasons of life where, I don't know, you're trying to change your lifestyle. You're currently in a state of addiction with sugar and you need to make changes. Those seasons of life are things that unfortunately probably require more restriction. Yeah. And I think for some people, they have to go through this phase to break away from the addictions that they have. And some people may be like, well, I'm not addicted to sugar or I'm not addicted to alcohol or I'm not addicted to whatever it is. Yet, if we were to take it away from you, you would probably have a temper tantrum, like an adult temper tantrum, like a pity party, freak out, right? Um, You know, and the, the thing that I would have you evaluate right now is if you're unhappy with yourself. Let's say, you know, you don't like the way that your clothes are fitting. You don't feel confident in your skin. You don't have good energy. You're not showing up intimately with your spouse the way that you should, because listen, I believe that everybody should date their spouse for as long as they can and have a healthy sex life. I'm just going to put that out there. And I know too many women who don't feel comfortable doing those things. And so your intimacy is suffering and that relationship is suffering because you don't feel good about yourself. So if you're in one of those places, then ask yourself, how long have I been rationalizing? I'm just going to enjoy the weekend. I'm going to enjoy life. Well, that cake that they got, oh my God, Liz, it was, you know, from Dieta's Bakery. It's a local uh, bakery in our area that is phenomenal. Okay, that's great. But guess what? This season that we're in, when you tell me you have goals that you want to feel better, that you want to fit into your jeans, that you want to feel sexy and confident, like right now in this season, dietas doesn't fit into your protocol. And that's really hard for a lot of people. But what happens is you walk away from that and sure you enjoyed the cake temporarily, right? Those five minutes. But how did you feel after? Did you feel like a slug because you just put all of the sugar and carbs in your system And who else or who knows what else was there, right? Was there a bunch of alcohol? Was there a bunch of fried food, wings, pizza? What what else was going on? Because it's not just the cake that we're going to demonize. We're talking about like 
How are you coming out of these social situations that you tell yourself, oh, I should just enjoy it today. I'll start again on Monday. How long have you been telling yourself that? Because for most people, it's almost every weekend, every Monday. And guys, I say this because I lived that life for a long time. And eventually I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm the only person that can change this. It is up to me. So yeah, we had to sharpen the ax. We had to go through phases of restriction. Mm -hmm. Beck and I both are doing 75 hard right now. And honestly, it's because we feel that we are mentally tough. We've gotten to a place in our life and our career where we're at that we just want that next level. There's days that we've wanted to quit along the way. What are we like halfway through? I think by this point, yeah. but there's been plenty of days that it's been hard where my body feels like I'm tired, right? And I don't want to do these things, but I'm sharpening the ax by challenging myself to continue to do these things consistency, consistently. Mm-hmm. So like if you listen to Andy Frisella, this is his 75 hard challenge, right? And he talks a lot about the mental grit. Because it's one thing to do something for 30 days. It's a totally different thing to do something consistently without fail for 75 days. And hopefully by the time the podcast airs, we haven't failed yet. But I think we're doing pretty good. We are doing pretty good. And it's one of those things where like I've reached a level of I was comfortable with what I was doing. Yeah. It wasn't easy. I was, you know, I was, I'm still pushing really hard in workouts. I'm still, you know, I was still eating very healthy, but I was getting comfortable. And I don't like the feeling of getting comfortable with what I'm doing. I, I feel like if I'm comfortable, I'm not growing very well. Um, I'm not challenging myself enough. And that typically comfort place starts to spiral into more comfort. And it starts to spiral into a little bit more comfort. And yeah, then because you rationalize. Totally, totally. And this is the concept with dopamine that we've talked about a little bit before on the podcast. But dopamine is our reward. Essentially, you get this dopamine hit when you do things like consume chocolate or watch pornography or drink alcohol or have sex or do these certain things. And the more you do these things, the more your body increases the need for those things to get the same dopamine response. This is how addictions build. Dopamine hits from this instantaneous and short-sighted action. It does not result in lasting happiness. It usually results in a bigger crash. The bigger the dopamine hit, the bigger the crash afterwards when you become really vulnerable to your choices. And you may feel good for this fleeting second like Liz was talking about, but life is far more than a fleeting second, guys. It's good to enjoy life, but it's better to make your own future enjoyable too instead of miserable from crashing down from a manufactured dopamine high. What are some things that give us this dopamine high? Social media. Instagram, people giving those likes to you. You know, we like those likes. We like those comments. Amazon, the instant gratification. Tinder, Pornhub, pizza, alcohol, Starbucks. Shamelessly, I have to say this is me. But here's the thing. You need to show yourself you can. You need to show yourself that you are in control. I am not saying having a glass or two of wine on the weekends is a bad thing. You can absolutely include that in your progress. You can absolutely include it in a healthy lifestyle. But here's where the problem becomes. If I say, go a weekend without it, and you cannot, I cannot sit through a night and not have that wine. I cannot sit through a birthday party and not eat that cake. That's when we need to ask, okay, are we really in control? Is this really a matter of balance or is this an addiction that I'm really struggling with? And I shouldn't say addiction, but is this something that like I have created such a heavy, strong response around that I am not actually in control? It is literally something I have to have. I've had conversations with clients where they're like, I have to have sweets. I have to. And it's like, okay, listen to yourself. Like, I understand they're delicious 
Everyone likes sweets. You have to. You have to have those things. You're going to die without it. Like restriction keeps you on your toes. It keeps you confident. It keeps you feeling like you are in control. And it helps you realize too, my favorite part, how much you don't need those things. It resensitizes you to those things. Since doing 75 hard, I am not a heavy drinker. I used to be, didn't really serve me much in life, but I, I like having a glass of wine or two. I like having just a couple sips of alcohol. And I used to be like date night parties. I needed those one or two drinks to help me feel more comfortable, to help me feel like I was enjoying it, right? I have now realized, I've been to multiple events now. I have now realized I can fully enjoy those situations without alcohol. And it's not that I'm never going to have a drink again. I likely will have another drink again, probably when 75 Heart is over. But it has helped me to realize I won can be in those situations and not drink. And I can be in those situations and enjoy the situations because I'm not constantly thinking about not drinking or am I going to have another drink or, you know, am I being awkward? Whatever it is. And so I think it's important to withstand these things because you start to realize how much you actually don't need them. Yeah. And I think too, when you set boundaries and you go through a phase where you are very intentional with drawing lines in the sand, there's no negotiation. And I think for some individuals, like we ultimately want to get everybody to a place where they don't feel like they're controlled by food or drinks, whether that's sugar or alcohol, whatever the substance is. We want you to have a good relationship with these things, right? And so this starts by, for some individuals, going through a period of time to change the narrative. So if somebody says, like, I need sweets, they almost say it as if, like I mentioned before, like, I'm going to die if I don't have them. We create that story in our mind right? And we create all of these different rationalizations about why we should enjoy the sweets. Eventually, we want you to be able to enjoy those things in moderation. And we do preach that you should go for a bike ride with your kids, get some ice cream, right? Uh, take a walk to your favorite coffee shop and enjoy you know, whatever it is that you want. But if you feel right now that you need something, like you cannot go without it, that's your sign that you need to restrict yourself from it for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Because again, as Becca was saying, like we get these dopamine hits, we become addicted to these things and we feel like we're depressed or we're lonely or we're lost without these things. Yet on the other side of this, when you can you know, go through a period where you restrict and you change your mentality and you change your mindset around these things, you're no longer phased by them. Now, I will caveat this that I do think that some people restrict for the wrong reasons. I know that I've done this in the past and I wasn't healthy. I restricted certain things because I felt like I needed to just to achieve a temporary result physically. And then what happened is when I brought them back in, it was like I drank the entire bottle of wine plus whatever else was you know around. And so it was like an overconsumption and an overindulgence. That's not the type of restriction that we're talking about. We're talking about showing yourself for a period of time that you don't need to have these things in your life and that you can enjoy life without them, that you can feel good without them. Guys, it's not normal to be addicted to sugar. It's not normal to feel like you have to have this. But so many people create these habits in your life and then you eventually come to a place where it's like you rely on these things even though you're not hungry. You're not even craving it. You don't even really enjoy it anymore. It's just become a habit. And so that's what we're challenging you guys with today is like, if there's something that's standing in your way, 
that you need to, you know, remove or restrict, or I would even say scale back on for some individuals. Like maybe right now it's that you're having a glass of wine every night. You're not going out getting drunk. You're not you know, face planting into the ice cream or the pizza or whatever, you're just having a glass of wine every night. Well, maybe we scale back and we show ourselves like, I don't need to have that every single night, but I could save it for, you know, Friday, Saturday or whatever. Um, But I don't really need to have every single, you know, day a glass of wine. And so this is a phase that you're going to go through. This is a season that you're going to go through. But inside this season, if you approach it properly, you will build the mental grit and you'll build the strength that you need to show yourself these things don't control you and that you are in control. And that's you know the biggest thing for everybody out there is like we give our power away so often to other people because we let their, we talked about this last week, but we let their um, you know actions control our emotions. And then in turn, we respond to those emotions by suppressing with food or alcohol or whatever. And we only hurt ourselves. It's the same way when we have all of these addictions, like you're only hurting yourself the longer that you let these things control you. Yeah. And I think the mindset around it matters so much because a lot of people are like, it's just depriving. Why are you depriving me of things that I love? And I'd really ask yourself, like, why are you so in love with the wine or the chocolate? What are you associating it with? Maybe it's not actually the wine. Maybe it's because the wine removes feelings of stress from you. Okay, let's address the stress then. Maybe it's because the chocolate is enjoyed with your kid okay, then it's the relationship with your child. It's not the chocolate itself. And so I think a lot of times we attach such heavy things to these pe- these objects, these foods, these you know drinks or whatever it might be. And we feel that if we take those things away, we're taking the happiness away. When in reality, the happiness is not those things. It's what you're doing while you're having those things or what those things bring for you. So again, we are not saying never eat things that taste good, never drink alcohol. Like that's not at all what we're saying, but we need to evaluate how much are we actually in control? How much are we actually in control of our choices around these things? Because at the end of the day, if you are not seeing the results that you want to see, you may need to put yourself in a little bit more restriction. You may need to sharpen the ax and really show yourself, especially if you are the type of person that is the one that's like, I'm never able to stick to things for very long. I'm never able to remove, oh my gosh, I can't drink wine for 30 days. Like show yourself you can. Really commit to it and restrict and show yourself you can because that alone can bring such a different level of confidence that is unlike anything else. Like I'll be honest, although some days I'm like, I really don't want to fucking do 75 hard. Most of the time I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel like nothing can touch me because I am committing to myself. I am doing the things no matter what. I am relentless about it. And it's such a cool feeling. It's this like bulletproof feeling. And it's creating positive habits that I wasn't doing consistently. I really, really think that reading, actually sitting down with a book and reading a book is such a valuable thing that so few people do. We listen to Audible, you know, whatever. You might be an auditory list, you know, learner or whatever. But like truly sitting down and reading, I think is such a valuable thing that I was not making time for. I was just like, I just want to go to bed. I don't want to read. Yeah. And listen, guys, like we've talked about 75 hard in the past and we've talked about like the all or nothing, the failure mentality and all this stuff. And we still stand in that. Beck and I talk every time that we're walking. It's like, you know, we just don't love that. Like you are failing, um, you know, if you, I don't know 
eat a piece of candy or something along those lines, right? If it, even if it fits into like, let's air quote, like the diet protocol, but we're also being very smart about it. Like I've increased my calories. I'm around like 2000, 2100 calories right now. We're both prioritizing our sleep. We're, you know, obviously managing our training. So Becca's coach has kind of tailored something for her to make sure she's, she's recovering and still seeing, um, you know, the results that she wants. I've adjusted my programming. And so we're being smart about it. Like I've added more yoga. I've added more stretching. Um, this is not a thing that we're doing to like run ourselves under the ground and like try to overtrain. Um, it's just that we needed to level up both of us. Like we talked about it for a long time and I actually started it one day and I just didn't tell her art until the next day. And I was like, I should probably tell my husband and my business partner, but I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I've been toying with this idea. Right. And I just decided like, I'm going to do it. And there's, you know, been no looking back. Um, and so I just think for people, whatever it is that you decide that you're going to restrict, I would leave you with this please approach it again with that mindset of I'm doing this for me and I'm looking for the good that can come out of it. If you go into it and you're resistant and you're like, okay, I'm just doing it for 30 days, whole 30 for 30 days, I can muster my way through, you are going to fall flat on your face the way that Becca and I both did after we did things like that because we weren't in it emotionally and mentally the way that you need to be. Guys, we're talking about restriction if there's addiction. We're not talking about restriction for calories, for fat loss, right? We're talking about if you are somebody who feels like you're controlled by these things. It's a mental thing. It's not a yeah. physical thing. It's totally a mental mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. Liz is getting at. Sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. <laughs> you're getting us bad reviews by interrupting me. I know. You guys, people hate me. <laughs> yes. Uh, some of them. No, I'm just kidding. Most people love okay. Most I- people love you. But what I am getting at here, guys, is that we want you to approach this with the right mentality, the right mindset, the right emotional state behind it. Don't start 75 hard tomorrow because you heard that we're doing it. Like it is not for people who are not ready. I've done it before, failed on day 60 or 63. I I forgot. It was so stupid. Okay. So we went to a friend's wedding in Miami, right? The whole thing just blew up in terms of like the planning and all this stuff. And so there was just no way we were getting our workouts in. And then also on the way home, it didn't even matter uh, what happened like the day of the wedding, because on the way home, we got stuck in the airport for like eight hours or something. The bride and groom, unfortunately, are very good friends, uh, missed their flights to their honeymoon destination and had to end up staying in Miami. It was just like a whole clusterfuck. Um, And so anyways, we're here. We're going to finish strong this time, but we're not telling you these things because we think you need to do it. We are telling you these things because we want you to evaluate how you can better yourself and how you can get to a place where, again, we say this nonstop, you are thriving in life and you are confident and you are proud of who you are and you are showing up for yourself consistently. And you feel like you're becoming bulletproof, like you're building this mentality. And Andy Frisella had a really great quote the other day. And he was talking about like, when you build this bulletproof mentality, you basically have to show yourself that you can do these things before you even believe that you can do these things. And that's a big part of what we preach on this podcast is showing up for yourself. You don't have to love yourself. You don't have to believe yourself. You don't even have to, you know, have this insane grit and commitment in the beginning. What you have to do is that you have to show yourself and then all of those beliefs will follow then you will believe that you can do these things. Then you will build that grit, right? It's the actions that have to take place first and the beliefs follow that. So with that, we are going to wrap it up. We're done with our rant for today. We love you all. Please don't leave us a review for interrupting each other. We're both working on it. Um, but if you uh, you know, are enjoying the show, if you are you know, an avid fan of the food code, we've got some really 
cool things coming for you. And so I'm going to sprinkle this in here. We'll make the official announcement on next Monday's podcast, but we are going to be doing a Fit Mom box. And so if you guys have seen like the Barbella box or the Fit box, we are going to create the Fit Mom box, which is going to be really cool. And we're going to give it away for those who are leaving us five-star rating and reviews. Um, So we're going to do this monthly. So at the end of every month, we're going to look back at all of the reviews that came in through the month of July, for example. And we are going to draw a winner and we're going to send you a Fit Mom box that has over $150 uh, value to it. And if this takes off, if this is something that you guys are like, yeah, we would definitely subscribe to that, um, you know, let us know because we are considering adding this to our offering in terms of a subscription based service where we can send you guys, you know, some of our favorite things that we love, little sample packs and trials. I'm sure if you guys have seen like Barbella box and stuff, basically what you're getting is a piece of swag, most of the time, a little piece of workout equipment and then some samples of different products, whether it's protein powder, elements, first form products, all those types of things. And so we're really excited about that. Um, So that's going to be coming up. We'll make the official announcement uh, next week. But if you're loving the show, leave us a five-star rating review, share it out, tag us on Instagram, Facebook, send it to a friend. Um, That's what we ask. If you are an avid listener and you want more content like this, we spend a lot of time, energy, and money investing into this show and we don't advertise. So the best thing that you can do to thank us is share it with your friends. All right. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.